Ayers on the Road, value-based parenting and life balance ideas from world-traveling family coaches. Here's Richard and Linda Ayer. Hello there and welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Ayers on the Road, or as we're starting to call it, Ayers on the Family. Linda and Richard Ayer here and I want to launch right into the subject today, Linda, because we've been putting the top 10 parenting tips on BYU Radio, and we're up to number nine today. By the way, the others are not necessarily in order. You'll have to look at the index, and we just do one when we feel it's appropriate, but this will be the ninth out of 10 that we've done all together. By the way, we encourage people, don't we, Linda, to go to the BYU Radio website because you can look at all the previous shows. You can you can get them on as a podcast, so you can listen to them whenever you like, and you'll always get a good little write-up of what the shows are. But parenting tip number nine is choosing one specific value to work with your family on every single month, a different one for every single month. You know, we have been talking about this, too audiences for years and we've never really thought to do it in an organized way on the radio so it's it's a pleasure to have a whole half hour or almost um to talk about this because we have had so much fun with this through the years and um as you'll see there are lots of different things that we're going to do today just choose one that sticks out at you and um and it seems like something that would really apply to your family right now. We know that all of them were, but we're just going to give you a whole lot of suggestions as to how to teach values in your home. And let's start off with a little personal story, Linda. I remember a night many, many years ago, many years ago, when our children were small, and we were sitting around talking one night about how, how do kids learn values? I mean, this was at the time we were, we we're getting ready to publish a book called Teaching Your Children Values. Little did we know that that book would become a, a New York Times number one bestseller. But this was in the early stages, and we were just we were saying, how do kids learn values? Do they learn them by example? Well, of course they do. Do they, do they just sort of pick them up by osmosis? Is there some guarantee that the values that a parent lives will sort of filter down and transfer down to their children? Well, there's a tendency for that, but there's not a guarantee. And so I remember us thinking, these values really need to be taught. They can't just be assumed. You can't assume that your children, especially small ones, know exactly what the value of self-reliance is, for example. Or you can't just assume that your kids really understand what respect means. And we were thinking how great it would be to just have one value to think about each month because, you know, we're all busy as parents and we can't think about a dozen different values or all the values we have and try to teach all of them all the time. And so that was really the birth of the, we don't have chapters in that book, Teaching Your Children Values. Instead of chapter one, chapter two, it has month one, January, the value of honesty, month two, February, the value of courage, and so on. And I personally think, Linda, that one of the reasons that book became a bestseller is because it was simple. Parents could say, hey, I can just work on one thing each month and really focus on it, and by the end of the month, I'll see some results. And so that's exactly right. But I think you need a little more background on this because it turned into something way uh, 
bigger than we had anticipated, although we thought this was one of the most important books that we could write. But um, as it turned out, we, um, we gave it to a publisher in New York City, and he, she liked it. She liked it. But she, um, should I tell this whole story? Well, uh, I think we might have well, told it before, briefly, but let's tell it briefly. Yeah, briefly. It's quite a story because um, this, this publisher happened to be Random House, who had published several of our earlier books and, and had actually suggested that we write a book on teaching your children values. So, yeah, it was her idea. And so we did it, and then we took it into her, and she kind of squirmed in her seat a little bit when we went in with the finished manuscript that she had read, and she said, you know, I love everything except the one on fidelity and chastity. You know, those are just old-fashioned words. It makes people feel guilty. Just take that chapter out, and we will be fine with this book. <laughs> month seven. She didn't like month seven. She liked all the other months, all the other values, but not the one on on what we were calling and, chastity. And we said, what, what in this day and age? And that was a long time ago when uh, things were just starting to explode as far as the sexual uh, change in the... Um, in the whole world so anyway it really was amazing we finally just said at the end of the meetings you know yeah. we we just feel, think this is the most important thing for kids to know and um it, you know we we've got to have it that chapter in there and she said i'm sorry we can't do it and so we just said okay we took the book and walked out it was the most confrontational meeting we've ever had with a publisher it didn't start out that way we were good friends and and at first we just thought, well, she just got some misgivings about that particular value. And or some so, guilt feelings of her own or well, whatever. Yeah, but know. it was only one out of 12 chapters. And we said, well, we'll just, we'll rewrite that and we'll work on it so that you like it. And she dug herself in a little deeper and said, no, 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 you're not understanding me. We don't want a, a, a chapter in this book on sexual values. It'll polarize people. And we, we sort of dug ourselves in a little deeper and said, well, you know, we think it's the most important value for kids right now. Sexual experimentation and promiscuity are the biggest Especially danger facing our kids. kids. And it's getting earlier and earlier all the time. She dug so, herself in a little deeper. And like you said, Linda, that, that ended our relationship. Well, we walked out house. of that um, door at Simon Schuster in New York no, City. No, a random house. A random house and said, what in the world did we just do? We just gave up on a great opportunity there. But we felt We were confident. standing on the sidewalk. Remember that, Linda, on 6th Avenue, the Avenue of America's looking at each other and i think you said to me what did we just do we're authors we just walked out on random house what are we thinking <laughs> well we knew we were right and we felt good about it so we put it on the shelf richard ran for governor and lost and i was so happy about it <laughs> what does that have to do with that five years later <laughs> five years later we took it to another publisher well our agent did our agent found that simon and schuster was interested in the book and I remember we said to the agent, well, be sure they like all 12 of the chapters because we're not going to go through that again. Well, and we went back in uh, to talk to this editor, and she smiled at us across the desk and said, you know, I really like this book, but I have to tell you, I think month seven is the most important. And we went, yes, that's awesome. And it really, things had changed. I mean, it's funny how the roller coaster goes up and down on these issues. But at that moment, that was perfect for them. So they publish it. Um, we we went on a trip. We had a child and study abroad in um, the Holy Land, and we went there and received news at Tiberius when we were at the Sea of Galilee that the book had hit number one on the New York Times list, not by accident. 
right? Yeah, we wanted to write a note to our old editor at Random House and say, nah, 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 but we didn't. We resisted no, that. No, we didn't. And, and the reason, and the reason this really happened was because of Oprah, and this will also date us, because we took all six kids, three of our kids were gone overseas on missions for our church, and we took six of them to, to New York City, or Chicago, and did the Oprah show. And on the way, I thought, who watches Oprah? Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Who has time to sit in the afternoon and watch Oprah? Well, millions mm, of people. 20 million people. Anyway, that's an aside, but it's maybe a good lead-in to this, this whole idea that we're presenting to you today as parenting tip number nine. Focus on one value each month. So I really do feel like um, this is the way to to do it. And... Um, well, we, we feel like that these 12 values, people started by, we started by saying, you know, we've got to pick universal values and people were in our face saying, well, whose values are these? And we thought, you know, we, we have surveyed a lot of people. Every parent wants one of these values. And um, so we feel like we've come up with something that all parents want to have. It's not that exclusive. It's not that there's something else that, that isn't important, but these are the ones we chose. Well, and what we're going to tell you is we're going to tell you the values we chose for the 12 months, but we're going to encourage you to design your own 12 values because you might say them in a little different way. You might want to do it in a little different way. Pick the values you think are the most essential to your children and make your own list and make it by month. Here's the ones we think you should certainly include, though, and then we'll get into some of them just a little bit. Obviously, honesty, because integrity and honesty are really the foundational value for everything. Obviously, respect, because kids today need that value and they need to understand it and thoroughly work with it. The value of courage. There's so much need for courage in the world today. And again, these are just names, but we'll talk more about some of these individual values. The value of self-reliance, the value of self-discipline, the value of chastity that we've talked a little bit about, the value of friendliness and kindness, the value of peacefulness. These are some of the key values. And you add the others that you want and come up with a list. If you want, we'll, we'll put a... a, a, a a link on the website so you can look at other values and so you can get some ideas as to how to teach them. But here's the thing I want to say, Linda, and I really want you to comment on this. With all the ideas that we gave in the values book, all the teaching methods, all the stories, all the other things, you know what the main feedback we've had from parents over the years? It's actually the fact that the biggest method of all is just getting the family to focus on that one value. A lot of families will put it up in their rec room. The Peterson family value of the month is respect. And it's just there. And then at dinner time, did you see any, any examples of respect today? Did you see any examples of disrespect? What are the things we should respect? Do we just respect other people? Do, should we respect nature? Should we respect those that are older than us? Should we respect um, the laws of our country? And, and just have it as, as a discussion point all month long, going back to it and dealing with it and so on. Well, and then also there are suggestions. There is a suggestion for what happens when you aren't respectful. I mean, what do you do? And there's, there's several suggestions for each of the values. 
But in this particular one, if your child speaks to you disrespectfully, we have these little three words. Let's start over. And we set this up in a family meeting so that they really understand how how this works. If if a child says, and you set it up saying, you know, children should respect their parents and there's certain limits and certain rules in our family about how you speak to your parents. So if you say something to me as a mother that is not respectful, I'm going to say to you, let's start over, which says to you, that is not appropriate. I I feel disrespected. That is not going to work. We're going to have to say that a different way. So you say, let's start over. And then you have a little role play with them in a family meeting. So this is how this works. Choose something that happened that very day and then put it into a role play situation where, no, let's start over. Say that in a different way. No, a little bit better. I mean, in anger, uh, it takes them four or five times to figure out how they would, how they would say it more respectfully, but it makes them think about respecting their parents so you've got respecting parents you've got respecting nature you've got respecting teachers you've got respecting elders one of the one of the methods suggested in that particular month is have the kids make a list what are the things or people that deserve our respect and they make a list maybe of seven or eight different categories then how do you show respect to each of these people as they come up and it's just, again, a beautiful thing, and it gives your family an identity. And you know the main question we, we get on this when we speak on it? People say, well, what do you do the next year? After you've gone through all 12 of your values and devoted a whole month to each one, then it's a new year. What do you do the next time? And the answer is pretty obvious when you think about it. You start over. You start over on the value for the first month. Because now the seven-year-old is an eight-year-old, and he's going to learn that value on a whole new level. And then what do you do the next year? You start over again, and now he's a nine-year-old. Imagine the legacy you leave with a child when he's 18 and he goes off to college, and you've focused on each of these 12 values several times during the years that lead up to his departure. That's a real legacy to leave with a child. Well, um, I think we're going to take a break here for a minute, but we will um, continue this conversation because we feel like this is one of the most important things we ever did with our children. We hope you'll agree. We'll give you some more ideas. Come back in just a minute. Welcome back to Ayers on the Road. Here's Richard and Linda Iyer. And we're back. Richard and Linda and I are today discussing parenting tip number nine. Focus on one value and one only each month within your family. Well, you know, you think, oh, I don't know. How much can you say about honesty, for example? And honesty was kind of the main one. That's the one Oprah started It was started the first with. one, yeah. Um, because honesty involves everything else, really. And like... Um, People say, you know, how much can you say about honesty in a month? It is amazing what happens around the dinner table when you say, we want, we want to hear from you about honesty issues that you've heard at school this week. And the first week that happened, is like blank. No, can't think of anything. But then they're watching for something. And it's pretty amazing how they come up with little incidents, not necessarily even cheating, but just, you know, things that happen at school. And then there's also TV shows that 
there's always something that involves honesty. There's or on the internet, yeah, the what internet. they're doing on social, social media. Social media, they'll, yeah. They'll, the kids will come up with examples on each of these values. We promised we'd read you our whole list. And again, you want to design your own list of 12, but for what it's worth, let's just read our, our, our 12 in order, honey, go ahead. Okay, so honesty, loyalty and dependability, respect, love, unselfishness and sensitivity, kindness and friendliness, courage, peaceability, self-reliance and potential, self-discipline and moderation, fidelity and chastity, which we spoke about earlier, and justice and mercy. And when you look on the link that'll be on byuradio.org, you'll find that list and you'll find, um, you'll also find something kind of interesting called Alexander's Amazing Adventures. And there's a little story behind that too, Linda. Uh, there certainly is. We, we had this book and we had this idea and we've been talking about it with a lot of parents across the country, across the world actually. And interestingly, these values uh, work in China and Australia and Thailand. Everywhere we went, it was pretty amazing how Incidentally, enthusiastic parents no, were. And, about and it. no one ever, we were worried about this, but no one ever said, wait a second, whose values are those? I don't subscribe to all those values. These are universal values. Everyone of every religion, every culture, every geography believes in these values. The question is how to teach them to kids. Well, there was one dad in Australia that didn't believe in fidelity and chastity. Well, said, yeah, that I one, have teenagers uh, and I think they again. should experience anything <laughs> they want, anytime they want. And actually all the audience members were horrified, but um, there are there are some objections to some of these, but uh, basically they are universal values. But here's the story on this Alexander thing. When, when you have a number one New York Times bestseller, it is amazing how many people want to jump on the bandwagon. And we had people proposing to us animated cartoons on each values. We had people proposing movies. We had people proposing all kinds of ideas none of which we particularly liked until a group of artists and sort of actors who, who we've come to like very much since then. And we might as well mention who yeah. they are, you know, uh, Roger and Melanie Hoffman and uh, Stephen Cat Perry and Marvin Payne. Those four said, you know, we, we think we could take each of these values and turn them into an audio story with sound effects and with music and with voices for each character. And I, I remember what I was impressed with is they said, the last thing our kids need is more screen time. The last thing they need is some video of this. The last thing they need is someone doing all the thinking for them about what it looks like. Let us try to create something that's so intriguing and th that when kids listen to it, they'll see it on the monitor of their own mind. They'll, they'll use their imagination, and that really impressed us. That is exactly what has happened with these. It is just an audio thing. We started out with tapes, little tapes, remember? Cassette and we tapes. C cassette tapes, then CDs, and now it's available just downloading onto your computer. Or I don't think we ever did eight car tracks. Or whatever. I hope we never did eight <laughs> no, tracks. No, I don't think we went that far <laughs> back, but... It was so fun to see this take hold and parents that have tried this, there are 12 different versions. It's about a half hour little um, story about Alexander and an amazing tortoise. And it really is, I mean, there's so many characters. It, 
we do not take credit for this. These people are so magical. They just took our book, and they, they each chapter they made this wonderful imaginative story With out of and fantastic and music and little advertisements for honesty and songs that the kids go around singing it is just so fantastic and we can't tell them how much we appreciate these these great things so when you're on the the link that's on today's show you can look at this alexander and the adventures and if you think your kids are the right age or if you think these little adventures would help them one for each month so you'd have this adventure, this story that's all about honesty and then one about loyalty and one about respect and so on. And basically, in a nutshell, they're just the story of Alexander and his little sidekick, the tortoise, and Ellie's the main girl character in it. And they a moral dilemma and they solve it and they do it in an imaginative way but they do it in a magical kingdom that they're transposed into where alexander is a prince and and they basically save the world by following that value and then they're back to themselves and the listener the kids listening realize oh they saved the world with honesty or whatever but they're a kid just like me they're a kid like me and i face the same dilemmas they do only on a smaller basis so anyway it's a fun thing it's if you want to get into it. It's a great story experience. And if you uh, you want to, I'm sure it'll be on BYUradio.org, but also just go to valuesparenting.com and it's right on the front page. Yeah, but we don't want to push that too hard because honestly, Linda, we have found that, that any family who just, you know, it's not like in order to make this work, you've got to do these five things, da, 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 da. In order to make it work, you've got to do one thing. You've got to just establish a value each month and then focus on it all month long. That doesn't mean every minute, but that means during dinner time or as you're sending the kids off to school or when you see them, did you see anything about the value this month? Did you see anything today that was a good example of someone keeping that value or not keeping that value? Yeah. Did it make them happy? Did it make them unhappy? And if, if you put these tapes in on your, in your car and it comes through the radio, it is so fun to talk about as you go along. and the kids get so involved plus I think maybe ages 3 to 12 you can engage them even the three-year-olds can get things and uh, uh, even the 14 year olds go eh, nah, but then they find themselves sucked into the story <laughs> well yeah but I'm saying even if you don't use Alexander just sure, the idea sure. of focusing and I think you're wise to bring up the ages can a three-year-old learn something as complicated as respect or as Honesty. courage or as self-reliance? You bet they well, can. Well, they can on their own little level. And it's kind of neat for parents to try to break that value down to a level where that child can understand Yeah, it. a lot of these have morphed into or were morphed from the Joy School lessons, which are designed for three- and four-year-olds. So um, I think it'll apply to any of your kids that age. But anyway, going on, I mean, it, it applies to all of us. I mean, we all need more courage at times. We had, uh, how old? A 12-year-old, Eli. Um, at one time when we were in Atlanta, Georgia, we were at a contest, and, and we had taught him uh, a Shakespeare quote that came to his mind. And Well, it was part of that value wow, that yeah, month. I mean, we were doing the value that month. That's right. That's and, a good point, Linda. A lot of these values have um, 
you know, you can memorize quotes that sort of go with the values, right? Right. Do you remember that quote? Yeah, of course. It's, it's Shakespeare, and it All says, our, our doubts are traitors and make us lose the good we oft might win by failing to attempt. And little Eli, in that instance, had memorized that, and he was scared that this was a thing in the in a big basketball arena, and he didn't dare to go down and participate in the in the contest. And, and then all of a sudden, he got up and he went down there. And afterwards, I said, Eli, what got into you? Why did you suddenly, you know, decide to do it? And he just looked right at me and he said, Our doubts are traitors and make us lose the good we ought might win by failing to attempt. So he went down and attempted. There's a happy ending to that story. He won the he won the competition. <laughs> He did. He's a competitive little guy, and he's kind of like me. If you can't win, don't try it. And so, uh, but that was really helpful to him. We had been talking about courage, and he had the courage to do that. Well, so, so what are we really saying here? What's the bottom line of, of this parenting tip? The bottom line, I would say, Linda, is if you focus on one value a month with your children all during their growing up years, if you've got a teenager starting out, if you've got a three-year-old starting out, Make a list of these values, and, and, and the bottom line is that the legacy of a focus on values is something that will live forever with your kids, and it will cause them to maximize their potential, and frankly, it may cause them to minimize the mistakes they might make, which would cause a lot of grief to you and a lot of grief to them. Values are the bottom line. You never know how it's going to sink in with any particular child, and every child is so different. But it's worth a try. I mean, one of the values is unselfishness and sensitivity about other people and teaching kids to share things that they don't necessarily want to, but that it's important to help uh, someone feel included. Uh, there are just so many things that pop up on these Peaceability, of course, is a big one for us, and uh, you all know about the repenting bench and the fighting and so on. But with our grandchildren now, we have some grandchildren who are always at odds with each other and are so strong-willed. We're going uh, around buying repenting benches for our kids now. Not really. <laughs> no, no, we we're, aren't. <laughs> we're suggesting it, though. Let me let me read the list one more time, Linda, just with the, with the months attached to them. Again, just to kind of drive home this point, even though you'll modify these and develop your own, that there's one for each value. So, so first of all, the by the way, honesty should be first because it lays the groundwork. For yeah, a lot of and if you if you go to valuesparenting.com, you can listen to that first one free. Just have your kids listen, see see if oh, they respond. Oh, if they want to Alexander, it. yeah, yeah okay. if you want to get the Alexander. So, so honesty adventures. first. Then January is loyalty and dependability. February is respect. March is love. April is unselfishness and sensitivity. You can kind of start to imagine the kind of discussions each of these would lead to and, and you know, the stories you could tell or the games you could play or the quotes you could memorize for each one. May is kindness and friendliness. August is courage. September is peaceability and calmness and repenting and all that. October is self-reliance and potential. This is a good month to get into earning your own money and not being entitled and not thinking the world owes you a living. November is self-discipline and moderation. December is fidelity and chastity. 
And then the last one that's sort of a summary of a lot of the others, the one we think you should use last is called justice and mercy. And as you read that, Richard, it made me think that I could think of a story from my childhood or my parents' childhood that applied to each one of those values. And it would be so fun to include those stories. We are really encouraging parents and grandparents to share stories of their childhood with their children when they had hard times or when they were kind or when they were peaceable or self-reliant. It really would be important for your kids to know those stories. Thank you so much for being with us. The time has flown. We wish we had longer, but hopefully you'll participate in parenting tip number nine, one value per month. And we'll see you next time on Ayers on the Road. Good luck. Bye-bye.